What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Red Zone with Garrett podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Riando, and ladies and gentlemen, week one is in the books. Um, I hope everybody had a good time watching some football this weekend. I know I sure did. Felt really good for football to be back on the screen. Um, and picks-wise, uh, last week um, on my podcast, I went 12-4 and four straight up. And against the spread, I had 12 wins, 3 losses, and 1 push. So uh, definitely good for a good debut for my podcast. Uh, really excited about that. Um, my three fantasy football teams also won, so no complaints there. Uh, the most exciting news over the weekend, I uh, was entered in a four-game uh, parlay, and the four games that I was in, uh, I had the Bills over the Jets, the Bears over the Lions, the Seahawks over the Falcons, and the Saints over the Bucks. Um, I bet $130 on those four games altogether, and I came out a big winner. I won $2,000, so... I'm definitely excited about that. I've uh, never really had an experience like that. So, you know, I'm living good right now. Um, before I wrap up week one, um, I do want to give my winner and my loser of week one. Uh, my winner, Ron Rivera, uh, head coach of the Washington football team. Um, I don't know if a lot of you know, but he's uh, going through some issues battling cancer right now. Um, actually, at halftime of his game the other day, he had to take an IV uh, just to make sure he could finish the game. Um, so, you know, his team fell behind 17, nothing, didn't look like much was going to happen. And then all of a sudden come back, score 27 unanswered points. Um, good for the guy. You know, I've really liked him. Uh, really liked him when he was in Carolina. Uh, didn't really like the way he was treated on the way out of there, but, um, you know, good for him. Uh, loser of week one is, has to be the Colts. I mean, this team was hyped up all off season. Uh, all they needed was a quarterback. They'd go out and get Phillip Rivers. And what do they do? They go to Jacksonville, Jacksonville, and lose to the Jaguars. I mean, I know it's week one, and I said that there was going to be some unpredictable stuff, but sheesh, you go to Jacksonville and lose to the Jaguars, um, you got a lot of questions to be answered. Um, Phillip Rivers looked a lot like the same quarterback he did in his last couple years uh, in the Chargers uniform, so... Yeah, they, they definitely got some work to do. And yeah, you lose to the Jaguars, you're going to be my loser of week one. All right. Well, that pretty much puts a lid on week one. Let's go ahead and jump right into week two. All right. So week two starts off on Thursday night as usual. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to travel to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Vegas has the Browns as uh, six-point favorites at home. And the Browns last week lost 38-6 to to the Ravens. The Bengals lost 16-13 to to the Chargers. Um, let's go ahead and start with the Bengals. Uh, quarterback Joe Burrow making his debut. Um, you know, he looked good. Um, you know, he didn't, his numbers aren't like through the roof or anything like that. You know, they're not going to, they're not jaw dropping. But, you know, he looked confident back there. Um, very tough defense to face in your NFL debut. You've got, you know, Melvin Ingram and uh, Joey Bosa coming at you. So, you know, um, I thought he was going to be under pressure most of the afternoon, and he was, uh, but I thought he handled it well. Um, He missed some throws, made some mistakes you expect from a rookie, but, you know, he had a rushing touchdown, and, you know, you you really couldn't ask much more from him. He put his team in a position to uh, tie the game, and unfortunately their kicker missed 30-yard field goal. Uh, I think he pulled a hamstring, so just a little unlucky, but... You know what, Bengals fans, be excited. You guys got hope, um, and that's more than you can say you've had in a very long time. Now, moving on to the Browns, whew, uh, they they got issues all over the place. Um, usually, when I was when I was trying to look at all these games this week, uh, I was trying to find a positive, and I watched the highlights of the Ravens Browns game last week, and it was really hard for me to find a positive of uh, the, for the Browns. Um, I mean, I guess the one thing you could say is the week's over, and it couldn't get any worse. Um, look, I know you're playing one of the best teams in the NFL, but show me something. Once again, they had another. Lo- they had a lot of hype going into this season. Uh, this was a team that uh, played the Ravens very well last year, even beat them one of the games. And you you go out and you act and you perform like that. Like I I just don't get it. So. Um, it is week one, not going to overreact too much on them, but you you guys got a lot more to show me. 
Um, so let's go ahead and get to the keys to the game. Uh, for the Bengals, um, get Mixon going. Uh, you you got to get that running back going. You just gave him a big contract. Uh, that's that's your best player on your offense. Uh, get him going. Um, take some of the pressure off Joe Burrow so he doesn't have to sit back there and throw 30 to 35 passes. Um, I know he's talented, but first year in the NFL, he's going to make some mistakes. So, de- yeah, definitely get mixing the ball. Um, and then when you're on the defensive side of the ball, get some pressure on uh, – sorry, ba- Baker Mayfield. That – he, he, I don't know, he just hasn't really shown anything in the NFL except for a few games. Uh, you know, get some pressure on him. He will make mistakes. He will throw interceptions. Um, I believe he had two or three of them last week. So, yeah, get after him. Uh, Brown's keys to the game. Get back to the run game. It's as simple as that. You have a two-headed monster in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Uh, they both had a decent week last week, and your only touchdown last week came on the drive where you ran the ball effectively. So, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna say right now, guys, uh, this whole podcast, I'm going to sound like a broken record with uh, running game, opening up the passing game, but it's true. I mean, the Browns should be a run-first offense, and they tried to throw the ball way too much last week. And against a Ravens defense, no, that's not going to happen. They're too good. This week, you might be able to go get away with it, but I mean, like I said, you need to get back to your strength. So, uh, yeah, go ahead and get back to the run game. That will open up the passing game with Mayfield, and don't shoot yourself in the foot. You had three turnovers, I believe, last week, and I mean, before they could, you know, get going, uh, the game was over. So, um, all right, so prediction time. I have the Bengals pulling off my upset of the week. And coming out of Cleveland with a win, 23-21. to um, The Bengals, I mean, you know, they didn't wow me last week. Uh, you know, it was kind of an underwhelming game against the Chargers. But, you know, they were in the game. Um, like I said, Burrow showed some uh, glimpses of his talent. So I definitely expect him to progress. Um, this has more to do with the Browns just... They showed me absolutely nothing last week. And like I said, I wasn't trying to look too much into it, but just the way the game went, it's hard to pick a team that was that bad. And like I said, I know they were playing the Ravens. The Ravens were one of the best teams in football last year. But when you look that bad, don't care who you're playing, I'm not going to roll with you the next week. All right, moving on to the next game. We have the uh, Minnesota Vikings traveling to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Vegas has the Colts as three-point home favorites. Um, Minnesota lost to the Packers 43-34 to last week. The Colts lost 27-20 to the Jaguars. Um, let's go ahead and start with the Vikings first. Uh, I think their defense was really disappointing. Um, gave up over 500 yards. Um, I'm not going to panic too much. Uh, you know, they, they ran into the best version of Aaron Rodgers. It's as simple as that. Um, I think they ran into a pissed-off Aaron Rodgers, too, uh, with the Packers um, drafting possibly his replacement in the next couple of years. Um, that was the best version of Rodgers I've seen in a long time. So um, as far as the Vikings defense goes, um, I know they got a couple new pieces. Um, week one, going to take some time to gel together. Um, but I, I definitely didn't expect them to give up, you know, over 500 yards of offense and 43 points. So... Um, on the offensive side of the ball, um, they look good. I mean, you know, they wasn't great, but I mean, you know, when you get over 400 yards of offense and you get 34 points, not really anything to complain about. Um, if you would have told me the Vikings were going to score 34 points last week, um, I would have told you they were going to win. So, uh, moving on to the Colts, uh, I, I could do a whole like hour on how they looked the af- other afternoon, but you know, I'm not going to, uh, they didn't look good. Um, Philip Rivers, new team, same Rivers. Uh, he, he did not look good at all. Um, it's weird because the Colts didn't punt once in that game and they still found a way to lose. And I was looking at those stats and I'm just like, well, how does that happen? And then I go back and I watch the game and I'm like, well, Rivers interceptions. He did that in Los Angeles, San Diego, whatever you want to call them now. Um, and he did that here. Uh, he had two interceptions, could have easily been three or four. Um, the third one got called back because of a defensive holding penalty. Um, yeah, it just, it, it didn't look good. Um, and then 
even with the loss of uh, Marlon Mack, who's out for the year, that that's a big loss. Uh, the Colts need to be a running team. Um, they have a promising rookie in Jonathan Taylor. They have Hines behind him. Um, so they have a great offensive line. Um, yeah, you need. They were good last year, or you know, they were eight and eight last year because they ran the football. They had a chance to make the playoffs because they could run the football. Nothing's changed. Um, I know Max out, but you still have good running backs. So uh, looking at the game at hand, uh, Vikings keys to the game, uh, pretty simple. Uh, use that pass rush to get to Phillip Rivers. Um, obviously, they didn't get to Aaron Rodgers last week, and Rodgers tore, uh, tore him a new one, basically. Uh, so, yeah, get pressure on Rivers. Um, me, being a longtime Raiders fan, I always I watched a lot of Rivers games over his career in the Chargers. You get to this guy, he's going to make mistakes. He wants to give his receivers a chance to go get the ball. Hasn't always worked out. So, yeah, you're going to expect he's going to throw an interception or two in this game. Um, when they're on offense, go ahead and give the ball to Cook early and often. Um, I feel like they got it to him early last week, but they kind of got uh, away from there when they fell behind. Um, you, you can't do that. You just gave this guy a big contract extension. He's the best player on your offense, if not your team. Um, yeah, no, get him the ball. And that's going to give you your best chance to win on Sunday. Um, Colts keys to the game. Uh, let me start with their defense. Um, they had a lot of blown assignments against the Jags. Uh, it felt like, you know, they were good at times. But when they gave up a play, it was it was a big chunk of yardage. And it seemed like a Jags player was just running w- wide open with nobody within, you know, 5, 10 yards of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, you know, week one, get that sorted out. Um and then when they're like I said, when they're on offense, run the ball. Like that is the strength of your team on all the offensive side of the ball. Um, and then hopefully, you know, Rivers can limit his turnovers. Uh, you do all that, you're gonna have a good chance to walk out of Sunday with a win. All right. So uh, my prediction. Um, it's really just as simple as this. Um, I, I can't go with a team that just lost to the Jaguars. Um, I'm gonna go with the Vikings 30, the Colts 21. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it was closer, uh, but like I said, you, you lose to the Jaguars, not going to pick you. All right, next up we have the uh, Dallas Cowboys playing host to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Cowboys are five-point favorites according to Vegas. Um, the Falcons lost 38-25 to to the Seahawks in week one, and the Cowboys lost 20-17 to to the Rams. Um, real quick on the Cowboys, uh, definitely a rough way to lose on that offensive, uh, pass interference call. Um, I personally didn't think it was a penalty. I think a lot of people didn't think it was a penalty. Um, and I mean, hats off to Jalen Ramsey. Dude just got paid and he had a performance of the year on that play. So, um, but looking at the Cowboys offense, you know, it just didn't look sharp. Um, like I said, I mean, maybe lack of preseason, short training camp, uh, had, you know, had something to do with that. Um, but yeah, no, they, they definitely need to uh, get that going. That's supposed to be the strength of their team. I mean, you look at the offense on paper, they should be putting up, you know, almost 30 points a game. So um, 17 points opening week, nothing to worry about too much, but uh, definitely a disappointment. Um, I do think they need to feature uh, Zeke Elliott a little bit more. Um, you know, he's, like I said, you have a bunch of talent on that offense, but he is the guy that makes that offense go. Um, whether it's in the running game or the passing game, uh, yeah, they, they need to get him more touches. Um, I was impressed with the Cowboys' defense. Uh, that was supposed to be a weakness on this team. Um, and, I mean, they only held the, I mean, they held the Rams to 20 points. So you would have told me that the uh, Rams only scored 20 points against that Cowboys' defense. I would have thought you were crazy. So um, moving on to the Falcons, uh, played pretty much as expected. Wasn't overly impressed. Um, defense had very little resistance against Russell, Russell Wilson. Uh, the offense, you know, they scored 25 points. I mean, they scored their last few points pretty much when the game was out of reach. But, um, you know, I said Julio Jones was going to have to have a big game for them. And, uh, it actually ended up being Calvin Ridley that had a really good game for them. So, um, but like I said, they were, you know, they were just outmatched in that game. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, they got to Wilson actually quite a bit, but, you know. Wilson's been playing like that his whole career. He's been running around, making plays, and no different on Sunday. Um, Offense was okay. Um, Like I said, Ridley had a good game. Um, 
Ryan started off really slow, ended up kind of turning all at the end, but, you know, by then the game was over. So, um, Falcons keys to the game against the Cowboys. Uh, you know, you, you got to get Gurley going. Um, you brought him over here, uh, cause you obviously still think he's one of the better running backs or you hope that he's one of the better running backs in the game. Um, you, you guys didn't really get him involved that much. He, yeah, he had a touchdown, but I mean, other than that, uh, he just didn't really seem to be a factor. Um, and if teams can just sit back there and watch you be one dimensional, it's going to be very hard to move the ball and score some points in this league. Um, when they're on defense, uh, contain Elliott, um, make them beat you somewhere else. Or, I mean, you know, they have so many weapons, but you know, I, I already said it, Elliott makes that offense go. So like I said, if you can shut them down on the run game, make them one dimensional, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for that Cowboys offense to score. Um, Cowboys keys. Um, I think they need to come out pissed off. Uh, I, I really think, you know, I'm not going to say they got cheated out of that game and, you know, they won't say it either. Um, but you know, uh, that, that pass interference call was bad. So, you know, really at least stop the game from going to overtime. I'm not going to say that's the reason they lost. Um, but yeah, come, come out with a killer instinct. You are better than this team. You should blow this team out. Um, I think that and being pissed off, uh, you should run right through the Falcons. Um, and then when you're on the defensive side of the ball, don't let their passing game beat you. Um, I said it, that the Falcons need to get Gurley going. I think the Cowboys need to double Jones, double Ridley, and then, you know, let Gurley try to beat you. Uh, see what he has left. If he does, then, well, you know what? That's just bad luck. But that's really what I think they need to try to do. Um, prediction. Um, you know, when I was taking notes on this game, I didn't feel overly comfortable about betting on this game. Um, but more and more that I've looked at it and now that I'm talking about it, um, I, I think the Cowboys, uh, should win this one pretty easily. Um, I mean, on paper, but you know what, who knows? The Cowboys always look good on paper and they never seem to come through. But anyway, um, I'm actually going to change my point, my score here. Um, I had the Cowboys winning 30 to 24. I'm going to bump it up to 34 to 24 um, just because I, I just don't think the Falcons are that good. So, All right, next up we have the Rams traveling to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Uh, Rams are one and a half favorites on the road. Um, they won 20 to 17 against the Cowboys last week, and the Eagles lost 27 to 17 against Washington. Um, the Rams' defense was impressive, uh, slowing down Dallas's offense. You know, I I said in my uh, last game that you know Dallas didn't really look sharp, and um, but you know we do got to give some credit to the Rams' defense. Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect from them, especially after having a down year last year. Um, but no, they're. Pass defense led by Jalen Ramsey was really strong. Pass rush was good. Um, you know, you expect that with Aaron Donald up there. So, yeah, no, the defense was really good. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, I was definitely expecting a little more. Uh, Goff was okay, nothing spectacular, but um, definitely not back to his uh, form from his Super Bowl year. So um, he's definitely got to get that going. Um, running game looked good uh, with the two-headed monster of Akers and Brown. Um, I definitely expect them to keep that going, um, be more of a run-first offense. Um, and, you know, I, I honestly think in football that's the most important. You know, get your running game going. opens a lot in the passing game. Um, unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs, then, you know, you just kind of do whatever the hell you want on offense. But um, going ahead and looking at the Eagles, uh, I was really concerned about them. Um, after the First quarter, you know, I was like, oh, maybe I was, you know, wrong about this Eagles team up 17 nothing, uh, cruising, uh, offense looked good, defense looked good. And then uh, what happened, or what I thought was going to happen, happened. Uh, offensive line is as bad as advertised. Uh, Washington defensive line absolutely tore them up for eight sacks. Um, I mean, you know, I would have guessed maybe like four or five sacks, but eight times, jeez. Um, Wentz, you know, had three turnovers, so that's also another reason for concern. Uh, the one positive thing that did come from the Eagles offense was, uh, their tight ends, uh, Godair and Ertz. Um, they were really impressive and, uh, 
I honestly think if they're going to run these two tight end sets, they, they need to pay Ertz. Um, because, you know, he, he's pissed right now. I heard, you know, they were having, he was having a spat a couple days before the game, uh, with the owner. So, um, no, tight ends were definitely a positive. Other than that, I didn't really see much else I liked on the offensive side of the ball. Um, looking at this game, uh, the Eagles should get Miles Sanders back this week, which will help. Um, should take a little pressure off Wentz. Hopefully he can get that running game going a little bit. Um, the Rams, they need Aaron Donald and that pass rush to get to Wentz. Um, I mean, I think they're going to look at that. Uh, they're going to sit here all week and look at that film of Washington's defensive line just absolutely torturing Wentz. So, um, and now you have Aaron Donald or Donald, sorry, excuse me, uh, coming after him, um, you know, I could expect around the same number, maybe six or seven sacks. So um, it's not like the Eagles' offensive line got better in a week. So um, when they're on offense, uh, continue to run the ball um, and get it to those running backs, you know, whether it's through the running game, passing game. um, They definitely looked like your best players uh, on Sunday night. So, yeah, keep that going. Um, Eagles just... I don't know. I mean, I know they ran a lot of two tight end sets, and honestly, I mean, they might have to keep one of those tight ends at the line to keep uh, Wentz remotely clean. Um, but, yeah, they, they need to figure that out because if uh, the Rams' pass rush can get to them, it's it's going to be a long day. Um, and, you know, if they're not going to keep that tight end in there, then uh, Wentz needs to get rid of the ball quicker. Um, you know, he can't sit back there that long and take that many sacks. Um, prediction. I have the Rams uh, getting a road victory. Um, I just, like I said, I think that defensive offensive line matchup is just too much to overcome. And I got the Rams uh, winning on the road 27 to 23. All right, next we have the New York football giants traveling to Chicago to take on the bears. Uh, bears are four and a half point favorites at home. Uh, I'm not going to spend too much time on this game. Uh, Giants lost 26 to 16 against the Steelers, although they, they didn't look bad. Um, definitely a lot better than I thought they were going to look. Um, and then the Bears. Um, I will give props to the Bears. Uh, they were the game after, in that parlay that after I picked them, I was like, shit, I should not have done that. Um, and wouldn't you know it, a 17-point comeback in the fourth quarter, and they helped me win that money. So I give them a lot of props. Um, winning 27-23 to against the Lions. Um that being said, I was impressed more with the Giants than the Bears. Uh, the Bear or the Giants, you know, they're definitely a team expected to struggle, and you know, playing the Steelers in the opener, um, especially against that defense, is definitely a tough task. Um, but the Giants, you know, they were in that game uh, right out of halftime. They have a 19-play drive, go all the way down to the Steelers, uh, I believe, like five or four-yard line, and then. Daniel Jones, which he did a lot last year, turned the ball over. Um, That's the one thing he definitely needs to work on. But, you know, uh, I think the Giants are definitely heading in the right direction. Uh, Barkley, they they, they could not get that run game going. Um, I think after his first eight carries, he had like negative seven yards. Um, He only had one yard per carry after the whole game was said and done. Um, You know, but like I said, the Steelers' defense is just that good. Giants' offensive line. Work in progress, so I, w- I wouldn't worry too much about that. Um, Giants defense really impressed me. They were quick. Uh, they're flying to the ball. Um, that linebacker, uh, Martinez, I believe his name is, he was all over the place. Uh, really impressed with him. Um, looking at the Bears, uh, they really only played one good quarter of football. It was honestly amazing that they won that game. Um, Mitchell Trubisky looked like himself until the fourth quarter where uh, – you know, he, he probably played the best football of his life ever. Um, but I, I just don't see that as sustainable. Um, you, you can't rely on Trubisky to win games for you. Uh, hasn't worked the past few years, not going to work this year, so nothing different. Um, part of that game was, too, the Lions just did what the Detroit Lions do. Um, they find ways week in, week out to how to lose game and started off 2020 with a bang. So uh, definitely... Looking forward to see what they have in store for us next week. Um, real quick, uh, Giants keys to the game. Get Barkley going. Um, there's, there's no way he's only going to average one yard per carry again. Uh, Bears defensive line is good too, but they're not they're not the Steelers. So 
Um, but yeah, get Barkley going. Going to make life easier for Daniel Jones. Um, also slow down. It'll slow down Khalil Mack uh, and the rest of that Bears pass rush. Um, and then when you're on the defensive side of the ball, um, stack that box and make uh, Trubisky beat you. Um, like I said, he threw three quarter or uh, three touchdowns in the fourth quarter last week. Um, I would bet hands down he's never going to do that again. So, um, but yeah. And then the Bears, um, they that pass rush needs to get to Daniel Jones. He's shown his whole career. Um, you know, it's only been one year, but he's shown his whole career that he will turn the ball over. You get some pressure on him, um, and contain Barkley. I mean, the the Giants don't have enough uh, firepower on offense, so. Um, they're, you know, you, you key in on those two guys and, you know, you're going to have a good chance to win. Um, and then offense, you know, they're, like I said, they're, they're not going to do much. So, uh, basically just don't turn the ball over and give your chance, uh, give your defense a chance to win the game for you. Um, prediction time. Uh, I got the giants getting a road win here. Um, like I said, they, they look better in four quarters of football, uh, last week than the bears did. Bears only looked good in one quarter. Um, and like I said, I just, I, I think it was a fluke. Um, like I said, I'm happy it was a fluke. Helps me win some money, but, uh, no, I got the Giants winning 24 to 23 here. Next, we have the, uh, New York Jets playing their home opener against the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are six and a half point road favorites, and, uh, they lost 24 to 20 against the Cardinals last week, and the Jets lost 27 to 17 against the Bills. Um, the one thing that really stood out for me in the Niners loss to the Cardinals was, uh, Jim, Jim, bleh, sorry, uh, Jimmy G's play. Um, he, that, that's concerning. Um, I, I wouldn't panic yet, but when you look at his last four games, um, two games in the NFC playoffs, you know, he only had to throw a combined, what, like 17 times or something like that. Cause their run game was just that good. Um, Super Bowl, he missed a couple of throws that might have cost him the Super Bowl. And then today, I mean, or just this past week, he, you know, he, what, a couple of interceptions. I mean, he had a couple touchdowns, but he just, I don't know, he doesn't look confident right now. Um, and, you know, his quarterback plays definitely got to improve. Um, but like I said, I wouldn't panic yet if I was a Niners fan. Um, the schedule definitely softens up the next few weeks, so they, have some time to figure this out. Um, they also lost to a team, you know, that played them tough last year and they were shorthanded. So, um, like I said, Niner fan, don't worry. Your team's going to be fine. You're still one of the best teams in the NFC. So, um, Jets, on the other hand, uh, New York Jets fans, you should be worried. Uh, they are bad. Um, I said last week that I thought the Jaguars were the worst team in the NFL. I stand corrected. Uh, your New York football Jets are by far the worst team in football. Um, Sam Darnold, I mean, he, I think he got over 100 yards of passing only because two of his plays went for big plays. That was it. Um, at one point, I think he was like three of 12 for like 15 yards or something like that. It, it, it was bad. Um, and like I said, I know you're playing a good defense, but uh, they don't have, the, the Jets don't have a good offensive line. They don't really have the weapons around him. Uh, I think Jamison Crowder is their best receiver. Um, he's, he should be like a slot receiver at best, but, um, then you lose Le'Veon Bell to the IR, um, you know, just defense isn't good. It, 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 it's just a mess. Um, they're in for a long season. It's, and I, I just don't see it getting any better for him. Uh, 49ers keys to the game. Uh, really simple. Get back to the running game. Uh, you went to the Super Bowl last year on that running game. Running game, strong defense. That that's it. Um, I'm not sure why Shanahan thought it was best to let you know Garoppolo sit back there and throw 20 plus times. They, they don't need to. Um, like I said, get that running game going, and then things will get easier for Garoppolo. Um, and then uh, when you're on defense, I I don't think there's going to be a big issue. But that defensive line needs to get pressure on Darnold. Um, he's shown that he's going to turn the ball over if uh, he feels pressure. And, um, I see this happening a lot this weekend. Um, you know, you got Bosa and the rest of that D line. Um, they're going to be coming from everywhere. And I think the Niners are going to be pissed off. So, um, Jets keys to the game, uh, pray, 
pray that Frank Gore goes crazy against his old team. And even if he does, I still don't think they have a chance to win. But um, that is a cool storyline in this game, having uh, Frank Gore going up against his old team. So um, prediction real quick, uh, 49ers are banged up all over the place. But honestly, I don't think it matters. Um, like I said, their schedule really softens up. And uh, I think they're playing the Jets at the perfect time. Uh, 49ers win 27-13. to And I could, honestly could see it being a lot worse. Right. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. Uh, Buccaneers are nine and a half point favorites against the Panthers. That that line's a little crazy to me. But um, Panthers lost thirty four to thirty against the Raiders, uh, and the Buccaneers lost thirty four to twenty three against the Saints. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady era didn't get off to the greatest start. Um, but you know that that's a rough first game to go against that Saints defense. They they are legit. Um, it's going to take some time for the Buccaneers offense to, you know, really uh, get going and clicking on all cylinders. Um, nothing to worry about. Like I said, they're, you know, they, they got weapons all over the place. Um, what I would be concerned about is that I think I saw, yeah, Godwin's out for the um, game against the Panthers with a concussion. And then I know um, Mike Evans is also questionable. So, I mean, his two best receivers are hurt, which is a little concerning, but um, looking at the Panthers, uh, I was definitely watching this game in detail. I'm a big Raiders fan. Um, so uh, their offense really stood out to me. Um, they had a lot, you know, obviously a new quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, so I wasn't really sure what to expect. But, uh, no, he looked impressive. He had a few throws that got away from him that um, I feel like the Raiders could have made uh, him pay for, but they didn't. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you know, he did his thing. Over 100 yards of offense, a couple touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I mean, putting up 30 points, I really didn't expect that. Um, obviously, against a Raiders defense, which isn't great. But, um, you know, in, in a week one where there was a lot of rust around the NFL, the Panthers um, were, were cooking. Uh, they look good. So, um, Panthers are definitely not as bad as people thought to start the year. Um Anybody that thought they were only going to win two or three games this year is dead wrong. They're, they're going to score some points, and they're definitely going to win some more games. Um, what do we got next? All right, keys to the game. Um, the Buccaneers, uh, well, with it's going to be tough. Um, you, you know, when I was looking at this game early in the week, you know, I thought, you know, they were just going to blow the Panthers out. But, you know, with all these injuries, um, I think it's important for them to get the running game going. Um, you obviously brought Fournette over from the Jaguars for, for a reason. So, you know, he's got another practice week under his belt. So, you know, get him going. Uh, also get Jones going. Um, you guys need to find some way to, uh, you know, get that going and take some pressure off Brady. I mean, obviously, I know Brady can handle the pressure, but uh, I've said it multiple times. A good running game will make the passing game a lot easier. Um when you look at the Bucks defense, they did really well last week, um, uh, limiting that Saints offense. Um, I know it says that the Saints scored 34 points, but, I mean, one of them was a pick six on Brady, so technically they only gave up 27, and they only gave up 275 yards of offense to the Saints. So, I mean, uh, defense was definitely impressive. Uh, they did shoot themselves in the foot a couple times last week with really unnecessary pass interference, so... Um, go ahead and get that cleaned up. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they did well on Kamara. They got to do the same thing against McCaffrey this week. Um, and then on the Panthers, uh, I mean, you're going to have to do this all year. You're going to have to score a lot of points. The, the defense is very young. Um, they were kind of all over the place last week. Uh, they didn't get to Derek Carr like at all. Um, they, yeah, they, they need to control the clock on offense and they need to keep Brady off the field. Um, if they can do that, they got a puncher's chance. So, um, prediction: I got the Bucks uh, winning in their home opener, thirty-one to twenty-three. Um, I, like I said, with these injuries, I could see it being closer, um, but I, I don't think the Bucks are going to run away with this game at any point, just because they are limited on offense right now. They're still trying to figure out everything, um, but the Panthers' defense is honestly that bad, and it's going to take them a while to, you know. To get used to each other. So yeah, um, I do think the Bucks are going to score 30 plus points and come out with the win. Next up, we have the Green Bay Packers playing host to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Vegas has the Packers favored by five and a half points. 
Lions lost 27 to 23 against the Bears last week and the Packers won 43 to 34 against the Vikings. Um no team was more impressive than the Packers in week 1. Um I'll just say that. They were their offense was firing on all cylinders. Um over 500 yards, 43 points. Uh, the, the, the Vikings didn't have an answer and, you know, the Vikings are a good defense. So, um, props to the Packers and, um, props to Aaron Rodgers. That was the MVP Aaron Rodgers. We haven't seen it in a while. So, um, Packers defense played well for three quarters. Um, I think they softened up a little bit in the fourth, pretty much knowing the game was in hand. Um, but pass rush looked good. Um, and that's kind of their go-to. They, they kind of count on those, uh, defense alignment getting to the quarterback. So. Um, Lions look good for three quarters. Um, and then obviously, uh, in the fourth quarter, they self-destructed. I, I don't really know how else to say that. Um, they should be getting Galladay back this, uh, week, which should help their pass attack. Um, and you know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this game because I honestly just don't think it's going to be that close. Um, Packers real quick, uh, don't, don't change anything. Um, you you guys are clicking on all cylinders right now, um, and I don't think there's going to be many teams, if any, right now that are going to slow you down. So, um, and then the Lions, uh, you you got to work on playing four complete quarters. Um, you guys have played the Packers tough in the past, um, but this is a different Packers team. Um, I think the offense needs to really uh, try to find some kind of run game, which the Lions have always struggled with. Um, but you got to find a way to keep Rodgers off uh, the field. Um, and then try to keep it close. Uh, if you can keep it close going into the fourth quarter, I mean, really, anything can happen. Um, Football is a, a weird sport, and that's why they play the game. So um, prediction time. If uh, Mitchell Trubisky can, the Bears offense can put up uh, 27 points on the Lions, uh, I think the Packers are going to put up uh, quite a bit more. So, um like I said, there, there's not too much the Lions can do in this game, uh, really, unless the Packers are just having an off day. Um, but I got the Packers winning 38-24, to and honestly, it could be worse. All right, next we have the Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills are favored by 5.5 points on the road. They won 27 to 17 against the Jets last week, and the Dolphins lost 21 to 11 against the Patriots. Um, I said it last week. A lot of people are expecting the Bills to overthrow the Patriots in the AFC East, and um, at least one week in, I know is against the Jets. Uh, you know they they looked that part. Um, you know it was 21 nothing. It very easily could have been 28 nothing if they didn't turn the ball over. Um, I really think they kind of took their um, foot off the gas pedal after they went up 21-0, let the Jets back in the game a little bit, and then put them away eventually. Um, running game was very efficient. Uh, I don't think um, there was ever an issue with that. Uh, they still have some work in the passing game. I do think they need to throw it a little bit more, especially if they want to take that um, next jump. Um, they You can't go into a playoff game uh, or against the good teams um, and be one-dimensional. Uh, teams are just too good at that stage to uh, beat that way. So um, defense looked really good, uh, which is expected. You know, they're one of the best defenses last year. They're going to be one of the best defenses this year. Um, as far as the Dolphins go, I was, you know, I picked them as my upset of the week last week. Um, obviously, I was wrong. Apologize to the Patriots. I wasn't sure what to expect from them. Dolphins usually always play the Patriots tough. Um, well, Fitzpatrick, he, you know, he's the kind of the one that did them in, uh, it was kind of close throughout the whole game and Fitzpatrick three interceptions were the, um, were the reason why, um, but that he's always done that his career. So, you know, the good news for the Dolphins is, um, if Fitzpatrick keeps playing this way, we might see two, uh, uh, sooner rather than later. So moving on to the keys of the game for the bills, um, Go ahead and get that pass rush going. Get to Fitzpatrick. Uh, make him turn the ball over. And when you're on offense, I know I said they need to work on their passing game, but for now, just just get to that running game. Um, keep it going. It's the Dolphins aren't going to be able to stop it. Um, that I just don't see it. So 
Uh, Dolphins keys, uh, they need to get that running game going. Um, Obviously, letting Fitzpatrick air it out 30 times in a game is not going to work for them. He just throws too many interceptions. I know he can make things happen, but he's just, I I don't see it. So, um, And then when they're on defense, they need to stack that box. Uh, stack the box and make Allen throw the football. That's where he's um, seen his issues before. Um, you know, he's not going to throw a lot of interceptions, but we need uh, to see if he can beat you. So um, prediction for this game, uh, I think the Bills are just, too much for the Dolphins right now. The Dolphins are not explosive enough to keep up with them. And I got the Bills winning 24 to 13. All right, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers, seven point home favorites against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos lost 16 to 14 at home to the Titans last week. And the Steelers won 26 to 16 on the road against the Giants. Uh, Both teams played on Monday night. So both are playing on short rest. Uh, No advantage there. Um, one thing I did get from both teams is, uh, both their defenses were really good. Um, that was expected to be expected from the Steelers. They, you know, had a top five defense last year, might even be better this year. Um, and then the Broncos, I was really, uh, surprised because, you know, they lost their leader in Von Miller, you know, a few days before the game. So the fact that they were able to get to Tannehill, they were able to shut down Derrick Henry. I mean, even though. Henry got over 100 yards, but it took him like 33 carries to get there. So, um, no, they, they looked fast. They looked good. Um, so, yeah, both, both defenses um, played really well, and I expect that again this week. Um, I do expect the game to come down to the quarterbacks, and I have to go with Ben Roethlisberger over Drew Locke. Um, Big Ben, he looked a little slow out of the gates uh, to start last week. But you know what? I mean, he was out for a year with an elbow injury. Um, it's pretty remarkable that he, you know, he's already back playing. So um, after he shook off the rust, he he looked like Big Ben. Um, you know, doesn't look like he's aged. He looked like uh, having fun out there, got a strong arm. He was in control of the offense. So, um, yeah, and I definitely expect him to get better as the season goes on. Um, Drew Locke, uh, I said last week on the podcast, I wasn't sold on him yet. A lot of people were. And I was like, I mean, he's only played five games in his career. Sure. He went four and one, but he against, uh, those four wins were against teams that had terrible pass defenses. So, I mean, you know, he, I think he's going to learn from, uh, his game on Monday against the Titans. Uh, he really struggled. He had chances to win the game and just couldn't do it. Um, so yeah, like I said, hopefully he learns from it and, uh, improves. Um, but flat out the Steelers just, you know, they have more weapons on offense. Um, they have the better defense and really this is a game they should win. Um, so my prediction is the Steelers are going to take care of business at home 27 to 17. To cap off the morning games, we have the uh, Tennessee Titans hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Titans are eight and a half point favorites at home. Um, we have the Jaguars, uh, they won. 27 to 20 against the Colts last week and the Titans won 16 to 14 on Monday night against the Broncos. Um, the Titans to, uh, running game struggled. Um, like I said, um, it, when I was talking about the Broncos, um, you know, the Titans had, I mean, Henry had 115 yards, I think on the ground, but he took 33 carries to get it. So, um, I do like that the Titans were obviously trying to run the ball. That's the strength of their team. Um, I'm definitely not sold on Tanhill at all because I feel like he's kind of just like another Joe Flacco. He had another good, he had a good eight games, led them to the AFC championship game, and then he got paid. Now, good for him, but he's not the one they should be uh, relying on to win them games. He needs to turn around, give the ball to Henry, have their team play tough defense. And, you know, that's what they did against the Broncos. Kudos to them. Um, But they didn't really look all that sharp doing it. So, uh, Obviously, you know, week one, so we'll see how they uh, bounce back. Well, I guess I shouldn't say bounce back because they won, but, um, you know, how they, what their performance looks like this week against the Jaguars. Um, Jaguars, uh, I mean, I will, like I said, I think I apologized to them earlier in the podcast. I apologize again to them again this time. Um, they, you know, I, I didn't think they were going to be competitive in many games this year, and uh, they proved me. I'm sure they proved a lot of you guys wrong, so... Um, congrats to them getting a win. Um, I do think that uh, they're going to come back to earth this week. 
Um, you know, Minshew had a good game, three touchdowns. Uh, but I'm concerned with the defense. I mean, the defense didn't force one punt against the Colts. So the fact that they won is uh, mind-boggling. Um, but anyway, uh, keys to the game. Um, Titans don't need to take any chances in this game. Like I said, give the ball to Henry or whoever's in the backfield. Um, the Jaguars have a very bad run defense. Uh, something I thought the Colts should have done more of was run against the Jaguars, and they tried to air it out. Um, I don't think the Titans are going to, um, you know, make that mistake. Like I said, just give the ball to Henry and they should have no problem in this game. Uh, prediction, I got the Titans winning 30-20 to 20 and covering the spread. All right, to kick off the afternoon games, we have the Arizona Cardinals playing host to the Washington football team. Uh, the Cardinals are favored by 6.5 points. Washington won their game 27-17 against the Eagles, and the Cardinals won their game 24-20 against the 49ers. Um, it's very weird to see, I mean, this really just explains why the NFC East is so bad. I mean, Washington's in first place right now. It's not going to last, but it, you know, it's actually highly amusing to look at. So, um, they match up very well with few teams in the NFL and the Eagles are one of them. Uh, I said last week that Washington was going to have, uh, was going to feast on the Eagles offensive line and it happened. Um, I don't think anybody was expecting eight sacks, but that shows how bad the Eagles' offensive line is. Um, this week is a different story. Uh, they have to face Kyler Murray, who is very good at scrambling. Um, he showed that last week against the Niners, who uh, really had trouble getting to him. Um, so, yeah, I really think Murray's going to take advantage of his legs and that Washington's going to have a tough time keeping him in the pocket. Um and Washington, you know, their offense, yeah, they scored 27 points, but, I mean, the Eagles had three turnovers that gave them really short fields. So it's not like they had to go a long ways to get those points. Um, overall, I just, it's not a good matchup for Washington, and in football, everything is about matchups. Um, so my prediction for this game is the Cardinals uh, come out on top come out on top 26 to 17 and they cover the spread next we got the kansas city chiefs traveling to la to take on the chargers uh the chiefs are eight and a half point favorites and they won their game 34 to 20 against the texans uh the chargers won their game 16 to 13 against the Bengals. um the chiefs you know they looked like the champs uh they came out and basically dominated uh, you know, they fell behind 7 nothing again to the Texans, and then after that, it was uh, it was lights out. I mean, they, I think, jumped out to a 34-7 lead after that. Texans scored a couple late touchdowns to make it look like it was interesting. I mean, I, I pretty much turned the game off by end of the third quarter. I mean, I, you know, you knew it was over. So, um, one thing I did notice about the Chiefs' uh, offense was they looked different, um, and not bad different. I mean... They still looked uh, like that explosive team, but they did it in a different way. Um, you know, they have uh, that rookie Edward Hilaire in a running game now, uh, which, you know, the Chiefs haven't had in a long time. Um, they didn't really need it last year because Mahomes was that dominant. Uh, but now it's going to make their offense even more predictable. So, um, you know, Hilaire had over 120 yards of offense, over 130 yards of offense or something like that. So, um, yeah, that just makes their offense even more dynamic. Um, you know Andy Reid's going to come up with even more ways to surprise teams now. And, um, you know, they scored 34 points, which doesn't seem like a lot for them. So, uh, yeah, no, that, that's definitely scary for the rest of the NFL. Um, Chiefs defense, you know, they, I mean, like I said, they only had given up seven points going into the fourth quarter. I don't think the Texans are really that great of an offense. They have a lot of question marks on that offense. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, it's... Uh, the Chiefs' defense look good. They, they don't need to be great in order for this team to win games. Um, you get them in the middle of the pack in the NFL, and they're, gonna, they're still going to win a lot of football games. So, Chargers, D, uh, yeah, sorry, Chargers, uh, you know, they, they looked okay, not great. Um, playing the Bengals, uh, you know, just watching the game, it was just kind of like everybody was going through the motions. Um, you know, uh, the defensive line looked good at like I expected them to, you know, against, uh, 
you know, bad offensive line in the Bengals. Um, Ingram and Bosa did their thing. Um, yeah, no, the, the defense looked good, uh, even without their safety, Derwin James. Um, I expect them to look good the whole year if they can stay healthy. Um, the offense did, did not look good. Uh, Tyrod Taylor didn't really show me anything. He kind of showed me, you know, he is what he's always been. He's a game manager and that's exactly what he did. And frankly, I mean, the chargers were lucky to win that game. They, uh, if, you know, they weren't facing a rookie quarterback who made, you know, numerous mistakes, or they weren't facing a kicker that, you know, pulled a hamstring on the game time field goal attempt. So, I mean, you know, chargers didn't really impress me that much. So, um, it shouldn't be a surprise that my prediction on this game is the chiefs are going to win. They're going to cover. Um, I got a final score of 31 to 16 and, um, I, I, you know, that, that might be putting it generous. It, it, I could see the chiefs running away with this one very quickly. All right, we have the Baltimore Ravens traveling to Houston to take on the Texans. Uh, the Ravens are seven-point favorites on the road. They won their game 38-6 to last week against the Browns, and the Texans lost 34-20 to against the Chiefs. Um, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this game because I just don't feel like there's any reason to. Uh, the Texans are bad. Um, they, they got an awful schedule to start the year. I mean, you got to go face the Chiefs, and then you got to face... Uh, the Ravens. I mean, who that that that's rough. Um, trading Hopkins was, you know, still like, nobody gets it. I mean, that one of the best receivers in the NFL, and he showed it uh, in his debut for the Arizona Cardinals. So, um, offense struggled, couldn't do anything. Uh, David Johnson was a bright spot. Um, you know, he hadn't he hasn't been himself in a few years, and that was you know he looked good. Had a 19-yard touchdown run. Um, unfortunately, you know, they just fell too far behind where they couldn't really run the ball anymore. Uh, defense also struggled. Secondary is really bad. Um, they're going to have issues all year. Ravens, um, not much to say about them. They look like the Super Bowl contender we all expected. Um, I was really impressed with their defense. Uh, they were very quick on all three levels. The uh, rookie uh, linebacker, Patrick Queen, he was he definitely uh, he impressed me. Um, definitely some, somebody I thought the Raiders should take a look into, uh, before they, you know, they got their linebackers in the off season. Um, but yeah, no, on that side of the ball, they, they look very fast, um, on offense. I mean, they're going to run the ball, uh, you know, that, that's what they do best. Um, and then Lamar Jackson, more than capable thrower when he needs to. Um, but yeah, they're going to run the ball down these teams throats until someone proves that they can stop it. Um, so I'm not really going to go into any keys of the game. I'm going to go straight to my prediction. Um, this game's not going to be close. Uh, wasn't close last year when these two teams met together. Nothing's really changed. Um, Ravens should come out with a victory uh, relatively easily. I got the final score 37-17. to Right, next up we have our Sunday night football matchup, and this is my game of the week. Um, we have the Seattle Seahawks playing host to the New England Patriots. Uh, the Seahawks are favored by four points. Um, they won last week against the Falcons, 38 to 25, and the Patriots won 21 to 11 against the Dolphins. I'm gonna start with the Seahawks here. Um, this game was all about Russell Wilson. Uh, 325 yards, I think, four touchdowns. He looked like he was in complete control. Um, and yeah, no, he he just did whatever he wanted. Uh, Chris Carson looked good in his first game back off an of injury. Um, so, yeah, this, this offense looks uh, primed to score a lot of points this year, which I think is good for the Seahawks because that's something they've struggled to do. Um, they've always relied on their defense. So uh, it's going to be definitely a good change of pace for them to be able to score some points. Um, speaking of that defense, uh, looked really good. Um, they controlled uh, the Falcons' offense for most of the afternoon. They, uh, Falcons scored most of their points, you know, in the last few minutes of the game to make the game look a little closer than it was. Uh, Jamal Adams still looks like the same player that was in New York, so that's a good sign for them. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton era starts with the win. Uh, Patriots fans can't, you know, ask for much more. Uh, it wasn't overwhelming. Um, you know, they obviously want to run the football. That's kind of what they're built to do. That's what Cam Newton's built to do. Had a couple rushing touchdowns. They rushed for over 200 yards. Um, passing game was enough. Um, 155 yards passing, nothing to 
you know, go crazy about. Um, but that's how they're going to win games this year. Um, that, that's how they're going to have to. They're not going to, you know, light up the scoreboard. Um, they're they they're probably going to stay in more games than you would think just because of their defense. Uh, so yeah, um, the defense was good. You know, uh, I wasn't sure what they were going to be like because they had lost a lot of starters either due to free agency or um, COVID. So, uh, but you know, they had three interceptions. They pretty much controlled Miami the whole game. Um, you know, it was Fitzpatrick who's known to throw interceptions, so shouldn't be too much of a surprise. Uh, looking at this game, I think the big difference uh, from this um, going from the Dolphins to the Seahawks, the Seahawks aren't going to let the Patriots run. Uh, they're going to stack the box. Um, they're going to have Jamal Adams hovering around the line of scrimmage, and if Newton tries to take off, Adams is going to be there. Um, I just, like I said, football is all about matchups, and I don't think the Patriots match up well with the Seahawks. Um, and then when you flip it on the other side of the ball, uh, Russell Wilson is going to be the best player on the field that night. Um, so he he's on a mission. He's going to do him. He's going to sling the ball around. Um, and, yeah, I, I don't see uh, the Seahawks having much of an issue with the Patriots this week. Um, I know people are really hyping up this game, but I don't think it's going to be as close as most people think. Um, I got the Seahawks winning 28 to 17. All right. Capping off week two, we have the Monday night game between the New Orleans Saints and the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, the Saints are five and a half point favorites on the road. They won their game 34 to 23 against the Bucks and the Raiders won 34 to 30 against the Panthers. Um, the Saints were without Michael Thomas, uh, most of that game against the Bucks, and only mustered 270 yards of offense. Um, a little concerning, but we do have to remember the Bucks defense is good. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see, uh, what adjustments they make to not having Thomas in the lineup again this week. Um, I do hear he's going to be out with injury. Um, the defense for the Saints looked really good. Um, they gave uh, Tom Brady and that offense all sorts of fits. Uh, they were getting to Brady. Um, Brady made a couple errant throws that led to interceptions. One led to a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, the Saints defense looked really good um, on all three levels very fast. So uh, the Raiders offense, um, they looked very good. Uh, I, I pretty much expected that, especially against the Panthers defense, who uh, is not good. They have a lot of young pieces on that defense. Um, but, you know. Uh, the Raiders' offense has continuity, and um, they use that to our, their advantage, and uh, that's what they should do. Um, that's why you keep all those pieces together. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, they really struggled. Um, they had that the defensive line was not really getting any pressure. Um, the couple times that they did force the Panthers to punt is when they did get pressure on the quarterback. Um, you know, they 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 need to make some plays. Uh, I, I think I mentioned earlier Bridgewater. Uh, through a few balls that the Raiders should have picked off and you know they just didn't make that play um, the Raider defense is not good enough to um, you know have miscues like that they they need to get those turnovers when they have a chance um, so when I look at this game I look at the Raiders running game against the Saints run defense and honestly I think this is where the game's going to be won uh, the Saints haven't given up a 100-yard rusher in 44 straight games. That's absolutely ridiculous. Um, the Raiders want to run the ball. They have Josh Jacobs. Uh, they have that offensive line. Um, they feel they can run on anybody. They feel like they're going to bully any defensive line that stands in their way. Um, so that should be a good test. It's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Um, if the Raiders can establish the run, it's going to open up everything else. Uh, if they can't, they're going to have to become one-dimensional because they're probably going to be behind. And uh, as much as I love Derek Carr, I know a lot of people don't, um, he, he's not going to win you a game. Um, you know, he's not a game manager, but he's not going to go out there and throw for 350 or 400 yards and four touchdowns. It's just not going to happen. So they definitely need to get uh, the running game going. And if they can do that, that opens up everything else. And uh, you should see them be scoring, you know, 30-something points again. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, that pass rush needs to get going. Um, you know, they have Crosby. Um, they brought over Rod Marinelli from uh, 
the Cowboys, the defensive line coach, who was you know supposed to be this guru, and they just didn't do anything against the Panthers. So, uh, yeah, they definitely need to get to Breeze and um, you know make him get the ball, get rid of the ball sooner, and you know give that young secondary a break because you know they're going to struggle for a while. So, um, the Saints' keys, uh, I already said, you know they need to stop the run, make the Raiders one-dimensional. They can do that. Um, it's going to be very tough for the Raiders to move the ball and um, get Kamara going. He, you know, he he had a touchdown last week. I think he had like 70 or 80 yards of offense, but uh, the Bucks did a really good job of holding him in check. And now with Michael Thomas out, um, they really need to find a way to get him going. So um, my prediction for this game is that uh, the, Ra- the Raiders aren't on the Saints level yet. Um, they're definitely getting better, um, but they have, you know, some ways to go. I do think the game's going to be close, uh, and I think the Saints are going to win 30-24. to 24. All right, well, that concludes my week two picks. Um, I'm definitely hoping to have, uh, you know, I, I honestly don't think I'm going to have as strong as a week as I did in week one. Um, you know, I had a lot of things go my way. Uh, I do think these games a little this week are a little bit more unpredictable, but you know what? We'll see. Um, definitely hoping to, uh, you know, get close to the success I had in week one. Well, thank you for tuning in guys. Um, hope you enjoy another weekend of watching football. I know I will, and I will catch you next week on the podcast. Thank you guys.